Hello and thank you for listening to episode 334 of 60MW and the review roundup show for November and December 2020. And yes, we are releasing this in February 2021. It's your fault. It is. I'm Dave and sat opposite me is the queen of 60MW herself, resplendent in gown and tiara. It's Tina. Hello. Hello. You're... I don't think I'm the queen of 60MW. <laughs> I've got quite an, a choice of who to call the queen. <laughs> Which Who's gayest out of all the lads, do you think? Well, I think you should use... Ben. You reckon? Ben, yeah. 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 He has talked at length in... About people's bottom holes yeah and he said it's it's tongue is always up a woman's bottom hole but you know, know that's debatable it could be could be a man it could be with breasts <laughs> as they say there's no such thing as uh, what is it no such thing as chicks with dicks just men with tits so, really where did like, you hear that it was on some film i can't oh, remember. on some film was it not on a toilet wall that no. you happen to be in no. cottaging it could be my friend who lives in thailand i don't know <laughs> oh in taiwan i should say <laughs> It would be very effective. He would know more than I was. So, yeah, here we are talking about um, our favourite things that have been reviewed on the website during November and December 2020. And half of the month, half of December, of course, we close up shop, don't we, early in Mm. December. So it's really only like a month and a half of stuff that went up on the website. Well, it's a special time, isn't it? It's a very special time towards the, the end of December. Because it's my birthday. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for your many birthday wishes. Not. <laughs> and your and I'd like to thank all the members of Sixty MW for wishing me a happy birthday. They didn't. <laughs> Not one of them. And the many many presents that were sent to me through the post. Mm. Not one. Twentieth of December. Remember, everybody. Twentieth of you December. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't give out your 20, birthday. Twenty twenty one. Her mother's maiden name is... <laughs> her password yeah, is... Yeah, his password is um, Tiara, as always. And then that's You do realise some somebody will actually try yeah, that now, we'll don't you? Yeah, will be trying like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, November, December, 39 reviews went on. Like I say, it was just a month and a half. Uh, of those, 33 were in the film and TV, and six were video game reviews. There were 71 news items, so in total, 110 posts during those that month and a half, which is still good. That's a lot. Yeah, that's still a lot, considering... <laughs> and free. And free of charge, yes. as always. Uh, so what's some of the favourite things that were reviewed on the website for you, then? Do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, mine all... I purposely picked ones that I really liked. I'm not saying that you didn't like them as well. Mm. But there are a couple that we watch that I know that you, and one in particular that you will probably talk for about two hours about, which I didn't include in my list. Uh, But the first one I picked was um, one of my favourite books. Mm. Never heard of it before. Um, Was on holiday many years ago in in Lido di Esolo in Venice. Hark at you. Oh, it was an amazing holiday going to Venice. It was incredible. And uh, you know how people go on holiday and they just leave their books behind. Mm, yeah. And this was a book that I picked up and thought, ooh, The Shelter in Sky. That sounds amazing. Mm. 
And uh, it was one of those books that just really stays with you after you've read it. Had no idea that a film had been made of it and watched it on VHS back in the day after the holiday. Mm. So was absolutely delighted when it came out on Blu-ray. So my first pick is Bernardo Bertolucci's The Sheltering Sky. <laughs> is, which... the, is the film like the book or does it deviate yeah, a lot from yeah, the book? No, it doesn't. It's just like the book. It's the atmosphere of the book is the same as the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars John Malkovich. I was going to say Campbell McKenzie then. That's not his name. <laughs> Scott Campbell, who is... What's his name? I don't know. Remind me. Um, oh, my God. He's in The Changeling. George C. Scott's okay. son. So his name isn't... Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. Campbell Scott. That's his name. Yeah. Did I say that the first time? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's the tablets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Deborah Winger, who uh, is infamous for being very difficult to work with, isn't mm. she? Um, but it's it's just one of those films that's another Marmite film that mm. you either really like it and soak into it, or you don't really like it and you think it's really long and meandering mm. and full of deserts and cholera and what did you think of it i thought you'd hate it no i didn't hate it um i wouldn't put it like in my top 10 films of all time mm. oh I, no no but i did no. no i did enjoy it yeah and more than i thought i would it did mm. hold my attention yeah yeah it was good it's a typical bertolucci film though where the vistas are as much of the story oh, definitely, yeah because yeah. it even though it was a blu-ray it was incredible it looked amazing didn't it, it really did and it's all filmed in um sort of algeria where it's based mm. as well but uh yeah if you're a fan of bernardo bertolucci <laughs> everybody's going who 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 didn't bernardo bertolucci work with sergio leone um i don't know off the top of my head that's Maybe. strange for you i know uh, phone Christopher Frailing up and ask him. I will. Him. I'll just. Um, yeah. yeah it's on, All right, Chris. Yeah, it's on my, you know. Speed dial. Speed dial on the phone. Sir, do you have to call him Sir Chris? No, nah, it's Chrissy. Chrissy? Yeah. I like we, Chrissy, I like Larry. Chrissy. <laughs> I like Chrissy. So that's uh, my number one choice. Okay. I'm going to talk about a documentary now, and I know it's on your list too, and yes. we both had a great time watching this. Yeah. Uh, it's called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Mm. Obviously, the actor David Arquette, probably mm. known to a, a, most people, would you say, for the Scream movies? Yeah, I, could, I if I got offered a million quid now to think of another film that he's in, I'd have to... I honestly can't think of another film that David Arquette has been in besides this one. Yeah. Um, So it follows him. And because I've never been into wrestling, I didn't know about his brief dalliance with wrestling. I think it was in the early 2000s. I I got no idea about that. So this is his story. It follows him, how he wants. I said watching it tonight, it's like uh, the 2006 Rocky movie where he's still got something in the basement and he wants to get out of him and he wanted to prove himself. Because apparently when he was in wrestling earlier, and again, big wrestling fans, Mm. sorry if he i won the this world up. title didn't yeah it they? was given to him though wasn't it yeah, typical it was like wrestling a, fashion yeah yeah but he wanted to prove himself that he could wrestle and so he gets himself in shape um because he's you know he's been he's a hollywood yeah he's, he's had well, a few substance of. 
yeah. issues and so on as yeah, Amy suffers yeah. with. You know, I think it's, it's the whole a, Arquette family of uh, an interesting mm. acting family, aren't they? Because they're sort of based in. I think the grandparents were like vaudeville. Mm. Then his dad was a puppeteer. He was a really yeah, yeah. F- quite a famous puppeteer, wasn't he? Um, and if you follow David Arquette on Instagram, a lot of his posts are him with puppets. Mm. They've beautiful puppets as well it's really interesting mm. and and also he was married to um monica out of friends <laughs> whose name escapes who's also in the that shows what a big friends fan i am i've still never seen an episode of friends Have you? No, oh, it's no. all right it's well no it's no it's it's, it's comfort never to me. it's comfort tv yeah. friends is yeah well so in this he goes back he wants to prove himself in the in the ring and and that's what it does. And we both came out of this for a true love now of David Arquette. Yeah, absolutely. Of the way that he yeah. applied himself. And little things. There's even a story about how he went to a Super Bowl and he got a spare ticket and he met this, bumped into a guy who hadn't got a ticket. And so he said, oh, yeah. use mine, and sat next to him. Yeah. And a lot of Hollywood stars would use that as a media piece. Oh, you know, yeah. David Arquette invites... Was he a policeman? I think he was a policeman. Or, or he fireman. Was something like that. He was in the yeah. services, wasn't yeah. he? Um, still is. And uh, they've become really good friends. Yeah. And this is in this. Yeah. And you think, what a, what a nice guy. Yeah. What a nice guy. Yeah. But he he's batshit crazy when he, he throws himself into mm. the wrestling. And he nearly dies at one point because he they yeah. do the thing with the neon lighting twat themselves over yeah, the head and all that and he yeah. got a really bad cut to his throat and yeah. you think he's gonna die now he's it's a sort blood. of film though that when you first start watching it you think oh this is like a you know a documentary but it's a uh, very staged mm. and i think in the beginning it is but as it goes on you get to see the i think you do get to see a, a real version yeah. of david arquette yeah. and it and it turns doesn't it it doesn't become fluffy it's sort of quite you do root for him as well absolutely yeah and if you thought he was a bit of a you know because that role that he played in scream it stayed with him it more or less made and also ruined his career at the same time didn't it define him as a person people thought he was that doofus yeah and and he's not and he's and he's not and if you're thinking oh i'm not really a david arquette fan and oh i don't like wrestling Mm. well i was neither any i wasn't really a david arquette fan and i've got no interest in wrestling and i thought this was absolutely superb a brilliant documentary yeah yeah so don't let either of those things put you off if you think if you've watched oh you're thinking of watching it and you go "Mm, wrestling not gonna do that i'd say it was one of the best things we watched last year i think it was actually Yeah. yeah it was and it's something we We'll both watch again. Yeah. And it's a real, especially with what's going on in the world at the moment, if you want to watch something that's going to make you go, yeah, at the end of it, yeah. and lift your spirits, yeah. this is it. It does. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. A feel, it's a feel-good yeah. documentary, yeah. yeah. And you do you do really root for yeah. him. And, and, and not in a schmaltzy American, no. oh, I love everybody no, way. No. It's more a, a, it's a more visceral thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good. And, yeah, you know, it was very good. You some good characters in it as well. Yeah, so you do. That, yeah. Was, that was interesting. Go on then. What else have you got on your list? No, on my list. Uh, well, I've got you can't kill David Arquette as well. Yeah. Uh, so number three on my list. Th- these are in order. I think oh, of course. We're, yeah. We j- I'm just going to pick. Tell you about the last one is my number one choice. Yeah, the same. But, yeah. yeah. We, we've done yeah. that in the last few episodes, haven't we? Uh, Arrow have started to release 4K mm-hmm. 
versions of films and we've been very lucky to uh, review all of them so far. So the first one we reviewed that we talked about last time was Pitch Black and uh, this one is The King of New York, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. I'd seen it, oh God, years and years ago. And again, you know, we watch an awful lot of films and for a film to stick out for me, it has to be a little bit special because we on average watch a film a night, sometimes two films, yeah, according, don't we? Well, during 2020, mm. my letterbox stats said uh, I was averaging, I think it was 10.3 films a week. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You watch slightly more than me because mm. you when you're at home in the day, sometimes you'll watch a really shit 1950s what trying to say, really? sci-fi film on Amazon because you do. I'll come into the living room and you'll be sitting there with a big shit-eating grin on your face. And I know if I look at the telly, it'll be some flying saucer <laughs> and sound effects that go, <laughs> and you going, yeah. Yeah. You know, rubbing yeah. your thighs and I'll look and it'll be Buster Crab. <laughs> that's more thirties. Although yeah, I don't yeah. True. It's either All really... right, go on then. What was the last shit film that I caught you watching I last never, week? I never watched you did shit what was films. it? What was it? It was just it was just because a spaceship had crash landed on a <laughs> meteor and the Yeah. And the astronaut had shrunk <laughs> and they were living on the meteor and there was another one. Where an English village, because again, a meteor passing the Earth had dragged this English village right off the planet and into space. Yeah. And they're all, oh, right. Oh, gosh, we're in space now. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, damn, that's a bit of a bother. How are oh. we going to get back? They were, you know, <laughs> not bothered that they'd been ripped from Earth and they were carrying on in their own jolly hockey sticks kind How of little village. And then ignore that. Oh, all right. It's fine. They could breathe. And and then the meteor plonked them back in the exact same place where oh, they come from excellent. at the end. Was that a British-made film as yeah, well? Yeah, it was. It was very good. Was it I shit? I liked it. No, I liked it. It was nice. <laughs> you see what I have to put Amazon up Amazon Prime is a gold mine oh, for stuff like that. Oh, it's a gold mine of shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. none of them are 4K. So. None of them are 4K. So King of New York, I think most of you will be familiar with the story. The great Christopher Walken. Mm. He even dances in it. Now, do you think Christopher Walken is sexy? Um, I don't know about sexy. I find he's got that screen presence mm. that holds your attention in it. Do you think Christopher Walken always plays Christopher Walken? But it doesn't matter. To an extent, yeah, but I think that's because of the cadence of his voice and the, mm. the way that he talks. He's got that very unique delivery of his lines that yeah. stays the same no matter yeah. what role that he plays. So do you think Christopher Walken is better as a bad guy or a good guy? Oh, as a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. True romance. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Christopher Walken is a... Bad guy who wants to be a good guy in this film. Mm. He wants to be legit. He wants to sort out where he lives. He wants to be the king of New York by getting rid of all the other gangs. And he comes out of prison. And it's almost in look, especially because it's in 4K, reminded me quite a lot of Drive in a way. Mm. That Drive is fluorescent and flashing lights and... 
futuristic whilst being retro. King of New York is wholly retro, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hip hop, early 90s. The story's really good. Uh, And again, you know, it's a reissue, but the look of the film Mm -hmm. is just, it pings off the screen. Arrow have done well with their 4K releases and as we sit here recording, um, they've just announced another two 4K releases. So mm. it's been, it and has been a pleasure. They? It's been a pleasure. It's um, Donnie Darko and Battle Royale that they've announced yeah. just the other day. Um, but we've, like you said, we've been lucky enough to review all of their releases on yeah. 4K so far. Uh, and another another 4K one that I really liked that we reviewed during November and December was Cinema Paradiso. Mm. And I presume that people listening to this have got some interest in cinema. I hope they have. If you haven't seen Cinema Paradiso, it is the ultimate sort of love letter to cinema. It's such a wonderful story and um, it sort of affirms why people fall in love with the moving image Mm. and their their passion for it. And it's brilliant. It's never looked better than this 4K release from Arrow. Cinema Paradiso is the sort of film that I think it is on a lot of people's... uh, you know, they, they know about the it. periphery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drunk, you know. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I'm not. No. How dare you? Uh, but you look at the cover and you think, mm, it's foreign. Oh, it's Italian. Is it nearly three hours long? It's, it's quite a long it's film. It's a long film. Yeah. There's, very, there's various versions of it, yeah, though. Yeah. It's like two hours, three yeah. hours. And it's the sort of film that you look at and you think, oh, I don't fancy watching this. It looks really long. It's in Italian. It looks a bit like, ooh, that there's a kid holding mm. up like a cell of film, isn't yeah. there, on the front of it. But it it's a really funny film. It is, yeah. Uh, that you might not know about. It's very funny. It's about growing up in post-war Italy and the effect that the Catholic Church has on the population of a small village where one really important bit of the film is that the the priest insists that all kisses are cut out of all films that are shown (laughs) in the cinema, which is sort of, it's revisited throughout the film, isn't it? But it is, it's, um, and it's the story of a a little boy that grows up and becomes a director. And uh, it's just magical, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's one of those, the humour, and it's like, it's a lovely, gentle humour. It's also, but it takes you through all the emotions as well. It's, you know, it's really sad in places. And again, especially in this 4K release from Arrow, it looks gorgeous. You've got those. Golden light of Italy. Yeah, the Italian evenings where, you know, that. Oh, Oh, do you remember, Dave, being in Italy at night? I do. All those years ago, it seems. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Just walking along the streets and yeah. stopping for a coffee and mm. <sighs> oh, they were one the days. day, babe. And now it's oh, just walk the dog down the road and <laughs> pick some poo up and go home. Yeah, that's <laughs> locking about... all the doors. Yeah, and bleaching make, yourself, <laughs> making a cup of instant coffee in the kitchen, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> but we'll always have Florence. We'll always have Florence. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check out those and have a look at. Um, the Arrow, not only the Arrow 4K releases, but Arrow do release some great films. Yeah, they do. And we you know, we always support um, people, especially release physical releases. That's some, we're old school. We like the physical releases of, of films. That's always good. Uh, probably at the other end of Cinema Paradiso, 
is a film that I reviewed called Skyfire uh, by director. The other end. Well, it is, you know, because it's this is more sort of your your candy floss kind of film. Yeah. Where it's, it's one of Mark Kermode's favourite films. It's really the... bloody enjoyable, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so dark. It's a disaster movie, and we yeah. both love disaster yeah. movies. And I was lucky, I did an interview show, which hopefully people listening to this have heard, with director Simon West. And um, he was really nice as mm. well. It was great to have a chat yeah. with him. And of course, we talked you know, about Con Air and Expendables 2. How could I not have Simon West on and not have <laughs> at least one question yeah. about Expendables 2? And it's... It's a disaster movie. It's one of the a volcano erupts, and there's been a few volcano ones. Ah, but what's on the volcano? Don't forget what Jason Isaacs has built on that volcano. Well, yeah, there's there's the big observation tower and a big um, hotel, hotel and a monorail that goes up the side of it, and it just sets it up to be one really enjoyable action piece <laughs> after another. And there's been volcano, and there's been Dante's Peak, which we watched not too long ago. And this is up there with them, and it's it's just fun. Yeah, it's one it of is. those fun films where you're sort of whooping and hollering while you're watching it. <laughs> and, yeah, I can't say more than it's just um, a fun yeah, film. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting as well because it's got a lot of Asian actors in well, it. Well, it's, yeah, and it's in, you know, it's subtitled, so I know there's people that are put off, again, by subtitled films. So just, you know, suck it up and read yeah. the words. yeah. And it's always Perhaps best. they can't read them. I don't know, maybe. The only time it's better, I find personally, I don't know what you or people listening prefer. Well, I do know what mostly you prefer. But the only time when I would prefer to watch the dubbed version of a foreign film, mm. if it's like, you know, a really shitty low-budget 80s movie where it just makes it more humorous <laughs> when they've got the ridiculous <laughs> voices. Otherwise, I'd rather hear the proper language and just read what they're saying yeah. it adds to the atmosphere yeah. more doesn't yeah, it yeah it does yeah, yeah. but skyfire yeah it's it's a really jason isaacs film. has got this amazing south african accent or is it australian no it's supposed to be oh let me it's remember african, i think it's south it? african they said yeah that sort of goes into australia yeah. and then he should have had more dialogue in um is it mandarin i think that they speak because um, when I talked to Simon West, he was saying that he, he just couldn't get the hang of speaking it, so they gave, they gave up on it. I read that he he based it, um, he'd made it the voice South African because he thought Elon Musk <laughs> was South African <laughs> and he'd got a South African accent and then he started filming the film mm. and then saw a video of Elon Musk who was like, yes, we're going to set off the <laughs> SpaceX. And he was like, oh, He's not <laughs> too late now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, Skyfire. People, Skyfire. People haven't watched it. It is a. It's a good, fun disaster movie that just hold on for the ride. And it's again, it's a cliche. You know, put your brain into neutral and forget about any plot holes or how ridiculous it is. Just go along for the ride. So my next film, I'm sure, is on your list as well. Ah, yes, there it is. Uh, and you've got an interview done an interview mm -hmm. with the director of this film which hasn't been released yet it hasn't the been... end of this month end of february it's coming right, out right is it mm -hmm. yeah so we we saw it you know back then because we get so many review copies of things and and it's been a massive um hit hasn't it mm -hmm. for people who have seen it uh and it's host so i'll let you explain the premise of host because you're the filmmaker well it's 
it takes advantage of the times that we live in and all films he means covid shh we're not allowed to say the c word <laughs> all films reflect the time that they're made in yeah they do because 2020 was such an unusual year for everybody across the world are we still in 2020 no well you'd think so like you'd think so yeah um so it's a group of friends that meet up on zoom and have a video chat and they decide to oh we'll do a, an online seance mm. so they get the medium and they get involved and things go wrong things surprise. go wrong and but all through zoom all through zoom on now screen. you'd think and a few films have done this there was unfriended was one wasn't yeah. there which was yeah. quite similar in a way that it was filmed uh the fact that director rob savage held your attention now it's not a long film no. i think it's a perfect time that it does i think it's just over it's about it's 70 odd minutes mm. i think off the top of my head and because you haven't got all flashy camera moves that you can do and you know you are limited to a degree with what you can do with the sound and mm. so on you're just looking you're just looking at people's faces mm. and reacting as they're reacting and if the to doors what's going open behind, behind them you're looking constantly <laughs> yeah. behind them for yeah. and looking in the yeah. shadows for yeah. movement and all of this so a lot of it relied on having believable characters mm. which it does it works he's got you know he said he's got friends you know the friends of his and they do a great job of buying you in as an audience yeah. to believe in that they are on Zoom. Well, he uses your own imagination. He does, you, yeah. You imagine that, what was that? Because everybody's so familiar now with Zoom. I'd mm. never heard of Zoom at the beginning of 2020. In all the mm. years I've been doing interview shows and that, I've always used Skype. Mm. And then I got offered, I forget the first one I did on Zoom. It was for a Grimfest interview, actually. And it was all arranged. And so we got it on Zoom. And I was like, oh, I've not used Zoom mm. before. But now it's, you know, everybody's yeah. familiar with it. So because people can buy into the experience of being on Zoom, and it's just people talking, and we all know what, what that's like, mm. when shit happens, mm. you're really there with them yeah. because you know yeah. what it's like to be yeah. in that situation. And it's so well done that there was... And we've watched loads of horror films yeah. over the years, and there's not much that we don't get freaks us out much scared really but a few we? times we were like whoa that's oh, a bit creepy oh, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah which is nice feeling to have isn't yeah. it you don't yeah. often get that in a horror yeah. film when you've watched so many of them yeah yeah so fair play to everybody involved from the actors through to, to rob savage who wrote and directed mm. it as well and um yeah so my interview show with him i think i only got 10 minutes with him uh he was just doing 10 minute blocks for the interview so that'll be out i think it's getting its blu-ray release on the 22nd of february Right. So my interview show will be out around about that time to coincide with the release date. Um, mm. And I do, if people haven't seen it already, or if you have seen it, but, yeah, it's worth picking up on Blu-ray, mm. definitely. But how how sort of meta is this that I was doing an interview show with him on Zoom, on video? Yeah. It's not been released. <laughs> it's not been released as a video show. It's only been released as an audio show. But yeah, I was quite aware that I'm doing a Zoom video with him. <laughs> I hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> looking, looking behind me all the time as I'm talking to him. Had he got a door behind him? Yeah, it creaked open. Did it? Was there legs that was hanging it. down? Yeah, he lifted Sweet. up a Ouija board. Did he? Yeah. And then... Are you sure it was a Ouija board? <laughs> <laughs> Not his Ouija. Not his... No, he didn't lift his Ouija up. <laughs> Would have been really big if he had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, I was a bit rude then. So, yeah, host, and um, get ready for my interview show with Rob Savage too. Mm, so, well, my next pick is uh, 
What's my favourite genre of film, Dave? What? The, yeah, cowboys. Cowboys. I love westerns. Mm -hmm. uh, and a Robert Altman film that I hadn't seen. I've heard of it, but I'd never seen it. And it's Buffalo Bill and the Indians. And it's a typical Robert Altman film where there's a huge cast. And I never understand why Quentin Tarantino doesn't give Robert Altman a heads up for you know, dialogue, mm. because Tarantino obviously is more violent than Robert Altman, but you could, it's almost like Robert Altman is the grandfather yeah. of Quentin Tarantino when it comes to dialogue and ensemble casts. Mm -hmm. um, and this stars Paul Newman. Now, now, there's a film star, much like Robert Redford, Paul Newman, a real old school film star, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. So... How many films can you think of with Paul Newman as the star? The first one is always Towering Inferno for me okay. because I went to the cinema. My dad yeah. took me to the cinema and that's yeah. that was my first uh, exposure to mm. to Paul Newman. The Sting would be one. Yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Um, Colour of Money a bit later on in his career. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, well, and some others. Some that, others, that, yeah. That people would say so the title sort of, of. And they're then they're later films, aren't yeah. they? You know, but he, he, he was a film star. He was an idol in the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul Newman. Um, cool Hand Luke. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, so seeing him sort of in a mid-70s film as Buffalo Bill with long hair, which was a wig. As a drunk which, Buffalo which he, Bill. Which he takes off every night. Yeah. Uh, with a penchant for opera singers, which yeah. apparently is true as well. <laughs> Buffalo Bill really liked to shag opera singers. And it's it's a sort of, not much of a story, but, you know, Buffalo Bill meets Sitting Bull and Sitting Bull's going to be part of the Buffalo Bill mm. show. It's just one of those films that you... That you watch it, and even though it hasn't really got too much of a plot, it's really good, it isn't is it? Good. It's it just, is good, yeah. It's hilarious yeah. as well, isn't it? It's a bit of a mishmash. I wouldn't say it was a mess. No, it's not a mess. No. But it's uh, like Annie Oakley's in it, and yeah, it's just. Um, it's it, quirky, I just, it's isn't quirky, it? yeah. but uh, not in an indie way. No. It's because uh, I. It's another film that I thought. Oh, I didn't know if you'd like it mm. that much because it's Robert Altman. Knowing you know what his other films are like, but you enjoyed it, it good. as well. Yeah, it was very you? good. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting good. story about um, Buffalo Bill. Mm. My ex-husband's father was getting on a bit when Chris was born, and when he was uh, no, it was his granddad went to see Buffalo Bill in a show in Yorkshire. <laughs> And, you know, obviously he hadn't got any photos of it, but it was at the turn of the century. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, a family story that they used to tell that um, they'd seen Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Because yeah. he appeared, like, they appeared up like Manchester way. Yeah. And the whole family went to see Laurel and Hardy on stage. But his granddad had seen Buffalo Bill in, in his Wild West show. In Yorkshire? In Yorkshire. Did he have whippets instead of buffaloes? <sighs> I doubt it. But he wouldn't have had any buffalo. And a flat cap instead of his what? cowboy hat. <laughs> just to Can get into it. Can you imagine, though, seeing Buffalo Bill? I mean, he's he was in silent films mm. from the 20s. Crazy, isn't it? He just was to still think. alive. And 
And what well, one of the extras on the disc is one of his films, and it's it's really Buffalo yeah, Bill. Yeah. I still find it amazing that the you know the latter days of the Wild West, as you see depicted yeah. in the films, and that towards the end of the eighteen hundreds. Mm. And then as you click into the 1900s, the way that America changed and you yeah. look at, you know, the big cities like New York and so on. And you went from a wild west to yeah. massive cities. Yeah, yeah, it happened yeah. so quick. And then what, after the First World War as well, it just yeah. took off yeah. completely, didn't it? Yeah, and you think it's not that long ago. It's not really. It's like 120 years yeah, ago, 125 it's, it's crazy. years ago. It yeah, really is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a really good film mm-hmm. if you like like sort of quirky stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to briefly mention from Powerhouse Films, they, they've released, and we've been lucky enough to review... Uh, nearly all of the titles, but they released some great box sets, and they've mm. released quite a few box sets. Hammer yeah. box sets, yeah, um, jump to mind. Um, Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu box set. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot. So at the back end of last year, they released Columbia Noir Volume One, which has six films in it, and none of them. We hadn't seen any of no, these films. None these, of them. I think, it covered off the top of my head. I think it was from 1947 through to 1958. Six films released in that period: black and white noir films detectives lots of hats lots hats, of smoking smoking uh, a few good leg shoulders, ups some good leg ups some great a, leg ups mickey a, rooney mickey rooney he was he was yeah i think he was my favorite one that was the mickey rooney one or one of them at least they're really good they're really yeah. good films um yeah. and they're films again and powerhouse films seem to specialize in that because again we yeah. watched and we have done over the years we're both cinephiles we both yeah. love cinema and we've watched loads and loads of films for a long, long time, but powerhouse films seem to find films, and we'll get them they for do, review, and they? we go. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that, and we sit and watch them, and inevitably, most of them end up with us saying, mm. "Bloody hell, that was a good film," yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we'd never even heard of them. Not just yeah. not watch them; we'd never even heard of them. Do you know something else I really like about powerhouse films as well is um, over the time that we've been watching them, the extras have got better yeah, and better. Really good, and I think. They have the edge for me when it comes to extras uh, because they, what, what's a nice way to put this? Where where Arrow have fantastic extras, and I'm not complaining about Arrow at all. Oh, no. They're very academic. Arrow tend to lean on academia. They have um, people who've written books about it, and when they give a commentary about a film, they're, they're always very academic mm. commentaries. Indicator uh, release extras that are more, they're informative and not, yeah, I suppose they are academic in a way. But the big thing about them for me is they're really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have one with the director and one with the stars of the film who t- and one with the set dresser. And they just, they bring the film alive. More chatty, aren't they? Yeah, and they well. talk about the making of the film. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like Arrow will release a film and they'll have somebody talking about the influences of... Um, Bertolucci on blah blah blah, you know, but but indicator are more. I do I use a friendly. Mm. I think I'm more. Um, I I actually look at them and I think, oh, I want to watch this, and I'll sit and watch them all yeah. instead of going, oh, it's, a, it's very dry. It's a talking head. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so indicator for me have the edge on extras and they also the extras normally include another film yeah. or a short film. Yeah, they have a lot of extra extra yeah. films on it that are to do with. They very often as well include the Super 8 version, yeah. which takes me back. And we've talked about it when we've been sat there because my dad mm. had quite a few Super 8 versions of films. And it's, you know, the full film in about six minutes or mm. something. Yeah. Just the main bits yeah. that have well, in the, put in down. The There's Columbia some really good extras. Ones, um, what, oh, another thing I've really liked about them is that they're based on a real court case very loosely. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll ha one of the extras will be the real people yeah, in yeah. court. And it'll be like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's what they really looked like. Yeah, yeah. it brings the film yeah. more to life then, yeah, doesn't it, after yeah. you've watched it, which An is instance is, is one that we'll talk about in the next show is we've just um, watched the Valachi papers. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't think that it was a true story. And one of the extras on it was the actual Valachi, who sort of didn't look like Charlie Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> but him really giving evidence, yeah. which sort of brings the film more alive it does, as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and as we sit here recording this, uh, just finished watching Columbia Noir Volume 2 yeah, as well, which is going to be released yeah. um, later this month in February. I think it's February the 15th that's been released. So it's another one to look out for. So if talking about Volume 1 has interested you and you go out and buy it, you've got Volume 2 coming out here on the 15th of February too, which is nice. Uh, one, this was close to being my favourite <laughs> because of the memories that it's got. Network on Air released on Blu-ray for the first time one summer. A TV show from here in the UK that was originally released in 1983 and that I watched on release in 1983 and became a bit obsessed with it mm. and watched it a lot. Was it on Channel because 4? Because Channel in the 4, day. I vide yeah. videoed it and then me and my mate just, like I said, become a bit obsessed and just watched it a lot. About mm. Billy and Nicky, two Scouse lads from Liverpool who run away from home um, into Wales, of all places. Uh, and have a little adventure mm. uh, and meet up with somebody. Again, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, and it's such a great oh, it's, series. It's amazing, isn't it? And it's it? because I watched it at a time when I think me and my mate were only like a year older than the characters in it when we first watched it. So we could really relate to the characters. Mm. Uh, and the character of Icky especially was always our favourite one. Do it. Yes! <laughs> He says, I love it when he says that. Do it again. Uh, that's the drinking game. Watch one summer, have a drink every time Icky goes. Yes! <laughs> uh, it's such, it's, again, it's one of those series that takes you through all the emotions. Yeah, it's really heartwarming. It does. It's At the beautiful. beginning, because um, Billy's life, especially, is so terrible. His mum's awful. Uh, and his sister, too. He's got such a shit life in Liverpool. And you think, oh my God. God, this is like grim. Yeah. And yeah. but then it picks up, and and there's some great humour in it, and you really connect with Billy and Nicky, and yeah. go on their journey. Yeah, you with do. them. Yeah. And it has obviously it's aged. It's like good God, it's like nearly forty years old oh now, which is like what the hell. Uh, but it's so good to now watch it. It's out on Blu-ray, uh, and revisit the story of them. So if if you have watched it before, this is the definitive version mm. to get. I have got it on. Network did release it on DVD a good few years ago, and of course I bought that when it came out, and that's got some extras on it that the Blu-ray doesn't, which I was quite surprised with. Mm. So if you want the ultimate 
one mm. summer experience. You know, if you're a bit of a geek like me, you, you need the Blu-ray and you need the DVD as well for all the extras. But for watching the actual show, mm. this this is great. And if you've never seen it, it's it's just it such is, a it's great. Magical. It's a great. Series. I missed it when it kept, when it was on the telly. But I live in Wales, and um, our TV reception's pretty shit here, mm. and we didn't get Channel Four. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably right. Well, yeah. also, you know, I didn't have a TV in my bedroom, so I, I had to watch whatever mm. my mum and dad were watching. But um, Billy is played by David Morrissey. So for those of you aren't familiar with one summer uh he was the governor in the walking dead mm -hmm. yeah yeah but see i see now most people look at david morrissey and think walking dead yeah always to me is billy yeah. from one summer yeah so you don't think about him in um <sighs> in oh in... what's it called i don't know fatal attraction 2 oh god <laughs> do you remember that film i tried to wipe it from my memory oh my god i'd forgotten he was in that <laughs> But he is, mm. and he'll I'll never let him forget it. Oh. <laughs> have you got any more before you go? Yeah, up, up? yeah. Before I get to number one, yeah, go on. Then what I've have you got? got um, I've got a film that I don't I don't know if you watched it. If if you, if it was it's a film that you'd never mentioned to me, mm. and it's the Night Porter. Yeah, we watched it together. I I don't think I'd seen it before that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Meant, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm. I'm pretty sure that I'd never seen it before we sat and watched the Blu-ray that was sent. So what do you think of when you think of the Mike Porter, first thing? Um, <laughs> topless Nazi. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Topless Nazi. So the Night Porter is one of those films that's infamous for being about uh, sex, mm. masochism, sadism, Nazis. It's about... Uh, a Nazi guard, Dirk Bogard, who's film. Well, it's it's sort of. Oh, I don't know how to even thinking about it makes me feel a bit icky. So it's <laughs> so it's a film that um you know I've I've seen a few times, and I've picked it because the transfer of it is beautiful. The it extras is, yeah, yeah. on it are really good as well. But I've got to admit, watching it this time because you can really see what's happening on screen, mm. put me off it a bit. Did it? Yeah, it did. It made me feel a bit, oh, I don't really like that. It's making me feel a bit uncomfortable. Oh. Because uh, I suppose you, you view films differently at different ages, don't you? Yeah, As you mature, yeah. you get, yeah. you know, and I'm like an, a, an old lady now. So seeing <laughs> Dirk Bogard, um grooming what would have been maybe a 13 or 14 year old Charlotte mm. Rampling who's completely naked in a queue to go to the gas chamber and he's filming her and he plucks her out and mm. makes her sort of his sex slave and later on after the end of the war he's a night clerk a night porter in a big posh hotel in Austria mm -hmm. Charlotte Rampling's married to a musician and he's on a world tour they end up staying at this hotel and as they lock eyes and Charlotte Ramplin, I don't know if you think she's beautiful, but she is ethereally beautiful in this film. But she has that cold edge to her. It's mm. her eyes, I think. It is, yeah. She's very frosty and is frosty in this film. But she leaves her husband and moves in with Dirk Bogard. 
to tell you any more would ruin the story, but it's a very, it's a difficult watch. I found it difficult yeah, to yeah. watch it. It doesn't detract from the power of the film, but I think if it was made today, it would be a much different film. Oh, yeah. I think undoubtedly it would be a, a different thing, a different film. Mm. And one one great story, I think, from us watching it, and again, going back to what you said about extras in a film, because it's, you know, it's all been remastered mm. and the picture's great yeah, and so on. And yeah. then partway through, there's this hair that appears across yeah, the screen. So you get yeah. hair in the gate, if people are familiar with that term, when people are filming, there's the hair in the gate. And, and it's, it's during a really it's powerful a pow- scene a as big, well. where powerful scene. Yeah, they're and having this, a huge row. Yeah, and this hair's moving around on screen and you're thinking, well, why, you know, with the technology we've got today, why did you not remove that and, yeah. you know, and, and do it up and remove this hair? Because it's on mm. for a good few minutes. And like you yeah. said, it's such a powerful scene. And then we get to the extras and watch the extras and it explains why it's why not been removed, there. which yeah. is such a great story. Again, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it here, but when you get to the extras and you watch it and you go, Oh, and it, then it changes the way that you look yeah. at that scene and the hair becomes a part of the scene. Yeah. Whereas if you hadn't watched the extras and listened to all about it, you'd, you'd be complaining. It'd be the Twitter thing straight away. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, the, yeah. the release of the night port of that bloody hair on this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right, then just, you know, do your homework. Like a lot of things that are online. Well, I did it. Well, I was going mad, yeah, but you would do, yeah. Yeah, I was like sitting there watching it. I was going, I can't believe I can't believe they've left the hair in <laughs> during this scene and then but then you've got to like again yeah. a lot of things online just do your research first before you yeah. start spouting yeah. about stuff and you go oh yeah that's yeah. why it's it's really yeah. good then. it makes a scene as it well, does it? when you know yeah, why yeah. the hair's there yeah it does so shall I tell you what my number one what is? What is your number one? Because you're going to just talk for hours about not. your number one, aren't you? So my number one, which which will be no surprise for 4K releases from Arrow, is The Great Crash <laughs> by David Cronenberg. I can remember watching this film the first time when it came out. I didn't see it in the cinema. I I watched it when it came out on uh, DVD. And I watched it and um, I'm a big J.G. Ballard fan. Uh, he wrote the book of it. It's based, is it based in, I think it's either based in London or Liverpool. So Cronenberg bought the rights, moved it to America, which is a shame really because it's different when it's in London. It's more grotty and dirty yeah. because yeah. it's in you know in britain it's a bit like clive barker all his books are based in liverpool aren't they yeah, his early yeah books. His early book, like he's hellraiser a... yeah. is in yeah. is in liverpool and weave world is in liverpool mm. as well um so th- this is a film that i sort of liked when i first saw it but i was a bit like oh you know that uh deborah unger's a bit oh she's a bit staring into space and her acting's a bit shit. And then I saw it a few years later and I thought, mm, this isn't too bad. Uh, and it's one of those films that, again, another Marmite film. This film is just such a brilliant film. Yeah. I really love this film. The performances in it are incredible. Yeah. The story is perverse and sort of understandable in a way. Yeah. The ensemble cast fit together perfectly. It's sleek and wrong and about humanity 
and it's on 4K and oh my god, it just looks like you're walking into a freezer. It's It just looks am amazing. It's like dystopia. Um, it's like another time and another world. And again, you know, it's centred around sex and death, which is what humanity is basically, isn't it? Mm. Sex and death. Um, the extras on it are fantastic. There's a, a retrospective making of that was done at the time that I'd never seen before. Interviews. It's just... Oh, and it's all about James Spader. Oh, my God, I love James Spader. We've seen... Oh, I, <laughs> Over the last year, especially, we've we've seen quite a few James Spader films, haven't we? Yeah, God, we should watch White Palace again. Watch him <laughs> rumpy pumping Susan Sarandon. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, that film. Yeah, but it's um, uh, there's there's not a lot. I as you can tell, I can't say a bad thing about it. It's just mm. one of those films. If you've heard of and you haven't seen it, and you like sort of quirky, oh, you like David Cronenberg. I mean, it's not. It, it's not a horror film, but there is oh, no. horror in yeah. it. But it's more to do with human horror. Yeah. Emotions, not having any emotions, yeah. being rich, being poor. It's uh, it's like steel. That's the only way mm -hmm. I can... It's just like metal, cold metal. A lot of Cronenberg films are like that, though, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're very, they're, yeah. they've got that sort of sterile, cold look to them. And the apple them. doesn't fall far from the well, tree, exactly, does yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, Brandon Cronenberg's new film, Possessor, Possessor is a corker as well. Yeah. Really loved it. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, if you're remotely interested in it and you haven't seen it and you've got a 4K player, this is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And the, here endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I'd seen it all along. Did you like it better the older you get? Yeah, definitely. Definitely enjoy it more now. And it does help because of the amazing picture and sound and, mm. and everything else that went with the package. Did you, you get, get but Deborah actual... Unger's performance in it? Because she was the, always the, the she way was the she one. sort of yeah. stares off into the distance yeah. and doesn't really speak. And I got it this time. Mm. It was, I, really... I, do, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more watching yeah. it now than i did way back when yeah 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 um because it was probably i only probably saw it a couple of times many years ago when it was when it was released probably on vhs or whatever yeah um so it had been a long long time since i'd watched it that long that i couldn't remember too much about it yeah so it was almost like watching it you mean you didn't remember the blowjob in the car well you remember scenes like that but <laughs> uh my my main pick for this episode oh i think we should end it now is uh, it's also a 4k release but it also got released on blu-ray as shall well I go, shall i just stop you there and shall i shall i go and make myself a cup of tea no you'll be you? fine you'll be okay. fine it's, I, I won't take too long i won't take too long i'm timing you <laughs> so second sight films they've released the george romero 1978 dawn of the dead like i say 4k version i pre-ordered it the the first day that you could pre-order it because it's my favorite film ever i've said on numerous podcasts that it is uh, quite literally the only film that I've watched in over a hundred times. Easily. I know. As daft as that sounds. Uh, and I love it every I time know. Every time that I watch oh. it. <laughs> so I got the 4K version of it. Uh, it's an amazing box set. It really is. All the extras that come with it. Uh, and, you know, the, 
the the book that comes in. There's just mm. the whole package it is, is it's superb, lovely, isn't it? But the film itself, and I've watched, and then there are various versions of it, and there's mm. various versions in this package as well. I've never seen it look so good mm, as this. Yeah. Again, for a film that I've watched over a hundred times, for it to look like oh, mm. almost like a first, not quite a first time viewing, I guess, because you know exactly what everybody's going to say and when they're going to say it. But it took me by surprise watching it going, oh, look at that. I've never, there was details that I'd never mm. seen before that were coming out, especially in the basement. You know, scenes like that where it's, mm. you know, it's been so grainy or so dark and now it's so clear and you're going, wow, look at that. I've never, I've never seen that before. And it was so good as well because I got um, before the release and I had to hold on to it and time the release of the show. For the release of the Blu-ray was the interview show that I did with Scott Reiniger, mm. who's Roger in Dawn of the Dead, which was a treat for me. And considering yeah. as well that uh, was it that earlier in the year or the year before, I did an interview show with John Harrison um, about his films. Or of course, he was Screwdriver Zombie in yeah. Dawn of the Dead. So the fact yeah. that I've now done interview shows with Roger, who kills Screwdriver Zombie, and I've talked to them both, is such a treat. Uh, but this is it's the definitive version. Mm package to get and i've got dawn of the dead from vhs to laser how many copies of it laser have you disc got? i love my laser disc of it i've got so many versions of it on dvd i've got so many versions of it on blu-ray i've now got this um 4k blu-ray but if i only and have one of them got it signed by george well? romero yeah. yeah i've got the one blu-ray set signed by george romero uh but if you're only going to own one own this now it has come out as well um or i think second sight have, have announced it recently that you can get it on um, 4k and blu-ray standard edition so it comes without the book and all you know all the extras that come with and postcards that you get and and so on so if you don't want to spend it's sold out anyway well yeah i think it was like the one that i got i think was 80 pound which is like obviously it's a shitload of money but when it's something like that that's such a big film for me and it's the definitive version I've got to get in, you know, I'm a cinephile and a collector, so I've just got to, got to have it. But there's a standard version coming out, so surely people listening to this, you like Dawn of the Dead, don't you? Don't don't tell me you don't like Dawn of the Dead. Perhaps <laughs> they like Day of the Dead better. Well, yeah, another good film, another good film. They should do Day of the Dead next, shouldn't they? Well, really? yeah, and it was like when I went to America in couple of years ago and laurie took me to the monroeville oh, mall showing off now are you yeah, my just, friend laurie i'm just doing a humble brag that's all yeah right. humble oh yeah. right my, okay. my mate laurie from yeah, day your, sarah your and day who took me to the monroeville mall <laughs> Play but that no but that in all seriousness what it didn't seem surreal at the time it was great because laurie's so lovely yeah so she took me that to the monroeville mall so i've got sarah from day of the dead and we're walking around the mall from Dawn of the Dead and we're looking at George Romero's bust and we're both pretending to be zombies there <laughs> and having a laugh. Uh, and one of the extras in this was great because me, Laurie took me into the food court in the Monroeville Mall and we sat and we had a sandwich there, we had some lunch. And it was great because one of the extras now says the ice rink that's in Dawn of the Dead mm. is the, the food court because yeah. it shows the food court. And I yeah. said to you, I said, there's the table where me and Laurie sat. Yeah. And it would, and then yeah. it shows it as it was with the ice rink. Now I didn't know that at the time when we went there. So now looking back and it, going, oh wow, that's like really, really interesting. And it's got cast members and crew members, uh, in some of the extras taking you around the Monroeville Mall. I love those extras, which are it's always so good. good isn't it? Oh yeah, and it's great 
it's great to see that because Tom Savini did, you know, loads of stunts back in the day and now he gets really bad vertigo and he couldn't go up this flight of stairs because he was like getting too dizzy. Uh, so that was fun. So for the definitive version of the film, it looks amazing uh, and you can choose the different versions to watch and all of the extras on it. It's, it's yeah, second sight film. Do you, did you ever find yourself looking over at Laurie and, and actually seriously like looking at her and going you're sarah in day of the dead no because because we'd done the interview show with her <laughs> and we'd be and then we became friends and we would we just swap messages on whatsapp uh and then i become friends with her husband jim and we talk about Steelers all the time and that's why i went across in case anybody doesn't know i, I stopped with him for is it three or four, four nights um and jim took me to a Steelers game no, I never saw her. I'd never looked at her yeah. and went, so, even mean. though she was when, like, one afternoon she brought, like, the papers that are flying around at the beginning of Day of the Dead, she still got quite a lot of them. And she'd give me one yeah. and, and you know, give me some stuff from the film and that. But I never, it's, it was like, it's Laurie, you're just yeah. a friend and you're, yeah. really, you're really nice. But it's only now, a few years down the line, looking back on it and thinking, mm. Sarah from Day of the Dead took me around the Monroeville yeah. Mall from Day of the Dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. But yeah. at the time, it was, you're Laurie, you're really nice, and we're having a nice day out, <laughs> and we're looking around the shops yeah. and pretending to be zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was nice. So, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, I, there, can't, there can't be anything that beats this, surely. Surely. The thing is, well, with Second Sight Films, I think they're, they're going to do a good release of Martin. It's yeah. one that they're, they're going to concentrate on. Uh, they've also got one coming out with a shitload of extras with Dog Soldiers, yeah, which is going to be great as well. Yeah. So Second Sight are really... It'll be good if they get um, Sean Pertwee oh, to, do, to do a commentary on it because he's hilarious yeah, in real good. life, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I'd love an interview show with him. That would yeah. be good. Yeah. Um, he can talk as well, yeah. Sean Pertwee. Yeah, he would. Yeah. So there we go. There's some of our favourite things yes. that were reviewed on the website during November and December 2020. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be recording the January and February show in about four July. weeks' time. No, we're, we're trying to get back on track again. Um, life has happened, so we're just a bit behind with the shows at the moment. Yeah. So, And it's not as if people are stuck for... We're still releasing t at least two a week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this stuff, this stuff coming out. So yeah, the January February show will be out at the beginning of March. All being well, we've already got stuff that um, we've reviewed during January that's been great that we want to talk about. Uh, if you've got any feedback on the films that we've talked about, send us an email. You can do that. You know how to do that. Just go to sixty mw. Nobody will. Dot co. Dot uk. Are you sending a out a challenge? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you say that because people are too lazy. And they just can't be asked doing it. <laughs> the the only time we get emails is when they think that you're sixty minutes with, and yeah. they want to that has dropped off Trump. though since we changed the name from sixty minutes with to sixty mw. That has Thank I've only ever I've had that. I've had one just one I got one email. And was it, it an, from an American person? It was, and he was really angry. He because... worked on um, I think it was oh I forget the name of the big oil rig place. Uh, and he sent this really long email about how he, how he works on the oil rigs and the safety standards were, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I always reply. And I, replied yeah, to, and I said, yeah. look, I'm sorry, you've got us mixed you've up got, with yeah, the show. Yeah. We, we're podcast based yeah. in Wales. Uh, and I got a reply from him. It was really nice. And you know, oh. he said, oh, thank well, you for that. Yeah, it was good. Then, isn't it? it was good. So that's the only one that we've had. Um, but yeah, prove Tina wrong, everybody. Go to 60mw.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there. Or you can contact us direct. 
which is contact at 60mw.co.uk. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on the films that we've talked about, send us an email. Or even if you just want to email us about anything at all, yeah. send us an email and we'll read it out in the January-February review full. roundup. In yeah, in full. full. So there's your challenge, everybody. Could send us pictures as well. They and say we'll... you've put people off now saying Oh, pictures. it's too many things to do, yeah. isn't it? Email and a picture. <laughs> so, yeah, prove her wrong. Give us something to read out on the next show. That'll be good. Uh, until then, we shall disappear and go and review some more films. I'm not going to. Are you not going to now? No, I'm going to watch WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. So I know you're not. It's great, WandaVision is. I'm, I love it. <laughs> Episode four I'm up to. Yeah. And you don't have to review it. I don't have to review it, but I might do. No, mm. I won't, actually, because, yeah, it's good. You should watch it. Mm. You watch The Mandalorian. Because I wanted to. I don't want to watch WandaVision. Actually, can you all write in and try and persuade Dave to watch Cobra Kai? I've been trying for weeks to get him to watch it because he'll love it because it's so 80s. And he's done an E.T. with it. I'm not watching it. That's you, that is. That's your old <laughs> man voice. No. I like how you've got the wah. Oh, I finish every sentence that I say. <laughs> you do, though. You do. Oh, I'm not watching Shit's Creek. Wah. And then you're obsessed with Shit's Creek. Hmm. We're having a domestic online, That's aren't it. we? That's it. You're just going to hear. Everybody's hearing our dirty linen. <laughs> Yours being really well, dirty. better the hearing it than sniffing it, I would say. Oh, God. That little present you left in the toilet yesterday was... Just for you. It was massive. How does that something that big come out of your a little tiny bum hole? Practice. <laughs> and with that, we shall say goodbye. Until next time. Cheerio. <laughs> Bonita. <Bonadar. laughs>